Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting your weekend at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and uh, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru. Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie. Robbie, if uh, if Brupolo was in Friars Point. Friars Point that always that always like reminds me of Robin Hood. I mean, I get it. Friar Talk. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand totally. Yeah. Well, and what about Rabbi Tuckman from uh, the Sacramento Line? (laughs) I take it and nip the tip. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) that's how we're starting this show today. That's great. Wherever you live in our great state, if you want Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, you just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship it right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your counter, they got you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffeehouse. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Not just shirts and, and, and t-shirts and everything. They've got everything you need to make it known that you're a Mississippi State man. Stuff for the car, stuff for your house, stuff for your tailgate. Whatever it is you're looking for, Mississippi State, it's there at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Startville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Come watch the game at Humble Taco this weekend. A lot of big screen TVs in there. Grab some chips and salsa. Grab a couple of uh, handcrafted margaritas or maybe one of their great beers off their local uh, beer selection. And, of course, some fantastic tacos. Tacos you can't get anywhere else. Only at Humble Taco. Try them out this weekend. Try them out whenever you're in Starbucks. It's Starbucks' best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Firehouse subs for lunch today might be the way to go. Check out the free Firehouse subs app. Download that app. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes. And you can pile up the reward points when you pick up your sandwich. Also, don't forget, if you're tailgating or if you're throwing a watch party, you want to have something different and something awesome at your house, get a Firehouse Subs party platter. They've got great deals on those all football season long. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Floyd and Madison, that is Firehouse Subs. Mississippi State, LSU, always a big game. This one feels a little bigger and and. I talked on Wednesday with Brody Miller from The Athletic, Robbie, and I made the comment that the loss that LSU suffered at the beginning of the season makes this game bigger for both teams. Because for LSU, obviously, you know, if they go to one and two and the remainder of their schedule includes Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Florida, uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas, I mean, you start wondering about the struggle to get to six wins to get to a bowl game. 
And then for Mississippi State, I feel like there has to be a sense of there's some blood in the water here. We could knock them out, and we could get a big win and get our season going in the right direction. I asked Brody, I'll ask you now, do you feel like this game is more has a little more sizzle, a little more juice than it did even three weeks ago? Yeah, I think so, just for <clears throat> the reasons that you mentioned. I think there's some pressure here, even really early in Brian Kelly's tenure, for him to win. And there's always there's always going to be pressure for him to win there. But it just seems like that opening game and the way that they came out, uh, I think that that really just has kind of put something under the cross, some of those LSU fans. And they're not going to accept starting one and two. And especially losing at home to Mississippi State, a program that they feel like they're far more – that is far more inferior than, than they are. It's, it's going to be bad if you lose that ball game. And for State – you got a chance here to really jumpstart something. I mean, I, I, we've been talking about it all week. There's so many people starting to bu- put some buzz behind Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Josh Pate has them 12th in his power rankings. That's right. And that's, but that's based on some kind of formula that he's using. FPI has them, I think, in the top 10. So the, the uh, formulas, the computers, are saying that Mississippi State's a lot better than, than people are giving them credit for. This has a chance to – kind of back all of that up. So, uh, you know, I think it's a very important game for both teams. For Mississippi State, losing the game is not the end of the world. I, I don't think it's going to destroy their season. Right. I think it bounce back. We've said that over and over. For LSU, I, I think it's a little more important for them. But for State, if you're wanting to do some things that you think that you can do this year and even ex- exceed expectations, this is a, this is a big game. You can go into Tiger Stadium, get a marquee win here early on in the season, and springboard what could be a pretty big run here to start the year. It feels like this team is built to overcome recruiting deficiencies. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you have a team like LSU that you know is a consistent year in, year out, top 10 recruiter, you know that they have a ton of talent, you know, probably 60% or better of their roster is four or five star. The way to counter that is, and not that State doesn't have talent, but to be veterans. This is a very veteran Mississippi State team. You've got a a quarterback now who started 20-plus games. You've got, I mean, almost everybody in the starting lineup played in Tiger Stadium two years ago. Um, Up and down on both sides of the ball. You've got veterans in, in on the two deep. It's not just that your starters are veterans. You've got some guys coming off the bench who are veteran players. That, to me, is the formula to beat a team that that is that you know is a more talented base than you. It's kind of sort of a, a play on the whole hard work beats talent. And I, I don't know that I necessarily buy into that all of the time, but I do buy into veteran leadership can beat talent when talent doesn't have veteran leadership. If you've got a young, talented team, this is what A&M is kind of going through. If you got a young, talented team and you face a veteran team that also has some talent, that, that's a good formula for the veterans, I think. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, what did we see from Mississippi State in 2014 when mm-hmm. they went down there and won the game? It's the same I, formula. Yeah, so that, that team had a, a veteran quarterback and Dak Prescott. They had guys that had played. The, the offensive line, I thought, was the key in that game. Uh, the offensive line, everybody on that line had experience. And Nobody on that offensive line was ranked very high. I mean, you had a walk-on up front. You had a guy that was, I think, going to Louisiana Tech and Dylan Day, uh, Blaine Clausell. Those guys, th- those guys were kind of the difference. 
And then you start talking about Josh Robinson, who is a you know three star guy, Daronia Wilson, Malcolm Johnson. I mean, State had guys like that up and down. So you don't necessarily have to be <clears throat> more talented <clears throat> to win big SEC road games. You're exactly right. I think the the difference between you know those teams, the the ones that go and on the road in the SEC and win ball games, I think is the fact that they have been there before. This team has been in a tough environment before, even though they haven't been to LSU when it's been what it's going to be on Saturday night. They've been at Texas A&M. They've been at Auburn. They've been in Alabama. And then Arizona, To you know, in some indications, is, was a tough in, environment. You say they haven't been to LSU, and granted, it was COVID, and there wasn't well, that, that 20,000. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That they haven't been in that environment. They mm-hmm. haven't been in Tiger Stadium at night. At its full strength, mm-hmm. you know there there were there were cardboard cutouts at Baton Rouge last time they went, but I, I think they've been in similar enough environments. Right. I mean, it's going to be louder there and more intimidating than in a lot of those other places, but it's not like they haven't been in a very very difficult SEC environment before. Right. right. Yeah, I mean that you you and I have talked many times about Auburn and how that crowd gets going. I mean that's a very intimidating environment, and they were down twenty eight to three. In that environment, we're able to come back and 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 silence the crowd. So so I, I'm just not overly worried. I think you know obviously if LSU gets out to a lead and if the game is 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 tight throughout, that crowd can make a difference. But I I just feel like this is a, a veteran enough team that there it won't be as big a deal as maybe the, the national announcers will make it out to be. They'll 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 really harp on that Tiger Stadium crowd. But I feel like Will Rogers and his teammates can 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 drown that out. Rodgers last year threw for a ton of yards. Turnovers are really what killed Mississippi State in this game a season ago. That, and of course, we've, we've talked about it many times, the untimely penalty uh, that, that Rodney Gross had on the punt return. But I remember the first drive of this game, State was moving the football, and then Malik Heath fumbles the football. Uh, Rodgers had an interception later in the first half, and, and those all turned into LSU points. I feel like a broken record with a lot of what we're saying about this team this season, but it feels like when they play clean, and if you just watch the uh, the video that Mississippi State put out, uh, Mike Leach talking to his team at halftime, he's, he says it. The only time they did anything is when we didn't do it right. It's like if we do it right, they can't do anything. I feel like if State plays clean, this goes for every game maybe except for Georgia and Alabama, that, that if they don't hand the other team opportunities, they're going to be in having a chance to win every game. Well, that's kind of you know what this offense does. I mean, there there aren't a whole lot of stalled drives by this offense. Uh, whenever it's it's clicking, when st- in twenty twenty was was kind of the outlier for Mississippi State under Mike Leach. I think at this point, I think the offense is going to to be what it <laughs> is. Um, the the turnovers and not finishing inside the red zone is going to be what loses Mississippi State ball games, in my opinion. You're exactly right. Looking back at this drive chart, uh, last season, six plays, 45 yards, fumble. Mm-hmm. On the next possession, seven plays, 38 yards, moving the ball down the field, interception. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they, they, I think LSU did kind of adjust their defense and um, State had a little more trouble uh, moving the football because you have a punt and then uh, a field goal, another punt. And, you know, it wasn't until late in the ball game where things really start, started to hum for Mississippi State. They've got to have more of those possessions where they're not moving down the field and then stall or moving down the field and fumble the football. And I, I've said that all week. 
when they get in the red zone, they've got to finish those possessions. LSU is going to be content with letting Mississippi State get in the red zone, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think LSU is going to sweat giving up a an eight to ten yard pass mm-hmm. and letting Mississippi State move the chains. When they get inside the twenty, that's where LSU wants to win. They're going to want Mississippi State to at worst finish with a field goal, but they're going to want to cause turnovers and they're going to want to keep Mississippi State out of the end zone. State's got to finish those drives. They've got to finish runs. They got to catch the ball because there's going to be tight space. Caleb Ducking's going to be huge in this game. If he has a one-on-one matchup like he did against Arizona, he's got to finish those. Austin Williams is going to have to catch some passes in tight space. Those are going to be the two guys, I think, just like they were last week. And Ra-Ra Thomas probably, too. When you're inside 15 yards, that's probably who you're looking for. And those guys have got to make plays, and Wheels got to fit those passes through tight windows. For for me, you know, looking back at this game a season ago, I mean, it's seven to nothing, seven to three, fourteen to three. It gets out to twenty-one to three, and you think, okay, this game is probably over. And that's when you have state scores to make it twenty-one ten. They come back, and they're going to get the uh, the ball back, and that's when you have the penalty. LSU makes it twenty-eight ten almost immediately, and you just you just basically kind of run out of time. Um, and the other thing to remember in this is State was successful a season ago running the football uh, in this game. Marks and, and, and Johnson had some early success. And this was a game that this is one of those, if you could look back at it, Robbie, this was one where if we could find the uh, the message board posts and the tweets that people were really upset that State stopped running the ball. Well, I mean, Johnson averaged 6.4 yards per carry. He only had eight carries. So Marks averaged three and a half on 13 carries. Rodgers throws 62 passes in this game. Now, part of that is a function of being behind, but I think we were all in the – I remember being in the press box, and I remember people after the game saying if they just continued to run the football, they they would have been all right. I think this year with what we've seen, we can sort of count on Mississippi State that if they're having success early, they will continue to run the football. Well, if I remember correctly, they adjusted their defense Mm -hmm. because State was just kind of gashing them and I, I I believe that they adjusted their defense and <clears throat> switched fronts and stopped that. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I, I'm I'm almost positive that's what happened. What's interesting about this game? This is one of the few games Will Rogers had positive yards rushing. He had five carries for 18 yards. Yeah, and then also, I mean, State got behind, and you had, you got to start mm-hmm. trying to catch back up. But that I mean that I was not impressed at all with LSU last year. Mm-hmm. In that game, I thought State just kind of gave that game away. I agree. Um, Max Johnson wasn't overly impressive. I, 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 he threw for 280 yards and four touchdowns, but you know, I just didn't think st- State played well. I mean, that was such a dumb penalty. Whenever you're, you've got your team back in the ball game, and State had all the momentum mm-hmm. at that point. State had what did you say it was twenty one to ten twenty one ten they're gonna get the ball back to make State it was about State the defense had really turned it up <clears throat> and you have that penalty and on like the next play they threw that bomb to the tight yeah. end and it was like a defensive miscommunication or whatever I mean the, it, it it was just it was basically just a, a lot of things compounded for Mississippi State against themselves and that that seems to be a constant theme for State the last two years. After 2020, when this offense and everything is, has kind of gotten settled, the only thing that's really kept Mississippi State from winning ball games is themselves, outside of the Alabama game. I mean, can you think of another game where State, where you just said, okay, it was, they just got beat in the last, uh, I guess it would just be last year. Because, you know, Arkansas, make your field goals, you win that game. Memphis last year, 
make the plays there, you win that. Um, I mean, Texas Tech, I guess. I mean, yeah. they, just, they just beat State down. But the Ole Miss game, Ole Miss, I mean, it, you go into halftime. You go into halftime with a lead if you catch a football. The other thing I remember about this game, Robbie, and I know you harp on it quite a bit, was you know LSU is sort of similar situation. It lost in week week one, and you sort of knew Orgeron was on the way out at that point. And and we kept we talked about it a lot. That's you know if State would have won this game, if State could have gotten a lead early in this game, LSU felt like they were ripe to fold. And instead, mm-hmm. it was the other way around. They got the early lead, they got the momentum, and they held on. For State this year, not not that Brian Kelly's in any trouble, but th- this team, you know, they, they've faced some adversity early in the season. They they seem to have some some chinks in the armor. I feel like again, if State can get out and punch them in the mouth early, they might just be willing to to, to close up shop. The early start is really the the biggest key to the game to me. Come out on the first possession if you get the ball and score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I really feel like if you start doing that stuff. LSU is going to start pointing fingers. They're going to start yelling at each other on the sideline. The fans are going to get angry. Mm-hmm. You start to create doubt, and you start to say, "I mean, I mean, we beat Southern, but what does that really mean?" Right. Blew it against Florida State. We're blowing it against Mississippi State. You got to create that doubt. Anytime you win on the road, you have to come out and punch that team in the face first. And you know, last week was. A little bit of the exception because they gave up a touchdown in the first possession, but they came right back and scored. State, it, State's got to be able to either match what LSU's doing early or they've got to be the aggressor early and get the points and get the lead. Yeah. I think that's the key in this game. I agree. Well, let's move on into our playmakers and prediction. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef – it's what's for dinner. If you are tailgating in this weekend, if you're cooking out, if you're having a watch party, whatever it is, make sure you've got some beef on the menu. Your guests will thank you. Your family will thank you. And so will our 15,000 beef providers here in the state of Mississippi. Whatever you're cooking, it's always better with beef. If you're looking for recipes or if you're just looking for more information about the Mississippi Beef Council, it's at their website at msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats, another great place to watch the game this weekend. Plenty of TVs, and while you're sitting there watching the game, you're eating fantastic food. Football, smoked wings, tacos, maybe a sandwich. I mean, you just can't go wrong with anything happening at Two Brothers. So head there early this weekend, 5 o'clock kickoff. Grab yourself a seat, grab yourself some food, and grab yourself a good time every time you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems makes it really easy for you. They offer great products and great service. And I know everybody offers great products and great service. At least they tell you they do. But with 47 years of being open, that's sort of an indicator that you can trust what you hear from Advantage Business Systems. When you need new copiers, printers, laptops, computers, whatever it is for your business, Advantage Business Systems is the place to call. And when something goes wrong, they're the ones to call again. And you're talking about same-day service in a lot of instances because you're dealing with Mississippians, people who will treat you like their neighbor. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue in Jackson, if you saw my Twitter uh, earlier this week, they tweeted out some, some examples, some of those great shirts that they're offering. Guys, so I, I said somebody immediately tweeted at me and they're, and they're like, oh, it's awful expensive. I'm going I'm to make, you have these two options. You can pay less for crap 
or you can pay more for a quality product that looks great, that's going to last you more than one football season, and isn't going to have people pointing and laughing at you when you walk into the stadium. Those are your two options. Now, well, I'm not apparently, you, at least the maroon is, is all that matters, lasts more than one football season. You checked only one box for that shirt there. Yes. So, because that I, thing is a, obviously it survived, it survived COVID, it survived um, we get the apocalypse. I think if we had a nuclear point, war, those maroon is all that matters shirts would survive. The Antichrist is going to wear that shirt. He is going to match. You shall know him that. by his mark. That's the, the mark. mark of the beast. Oh my gosh, the maroon is all that matters is the mark of the beast. It's the mark of the beast. I knew it. I'm just saying this, guys. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I am going to tell you if you want a quality shirt, hand, you know, uh, custom made from one of the top clothiers in the Southeast, you're going to go to the Rogue and you're going to shop their collegiate collection. They have the logos you're looking for, the, the M-, M over S, the walking bully, the state script. That's what everybody says they want. They've got it at the Rogue and all sorts of other stuff. If you're an Ole Miss fan, if you're a Southern fan, LSU fan, Alabama, and if you're a Saints fan, they've got you covered with some great polos that you can't get anywhere else. Shop the Rogue in Jackson. Go to therogue.com to shop online or follow them on Instagram at therogejxn. Don't don't worry about the three-stripe life when you're with the Rogue. I'm calling on the end zone 11 to put their money where their mouth is. I am as well. I want to see see my, my brother's picking up some of these fantastic shirts. You say you say you want quality shirts. You say you want these different logos. Here's the avenue for it. Is it worth a few extra dollars to get what you want? I say yes. I agree. Simple as that. I mean, if you're a big boy and you got a good job, you got a little extra spending cash, a little straddle, <laughs> you, you, you spend your money on what you straddle. want. All right, so you know, take your envelope to the to the rogue. A little straddle, straddle. All right, playmaker <laughs> time. Offensively, Robbie, who do you want? I'm going with Ra Ra Thomas. Um, had a huge game on the road against Arkansas last year. Had a couple of big catches, I think, last year against Auburn on the road. He kind of plays different than a lot of players. Nothing really seems to bother him. And you know he got held down literally last week by Arizona, and uh, kept from catching touchdown pass. I think he comes out this week. I think he has some big plays in this game. I think he steps up and makes some plays in the end zone, breaks off a couple of big runs. I'm going rah rah. Rah rah Thomas is a good choice. I think this game is going to be defined by big plays. And rah rah Thomas is a guy great for the ten to fifteen yard catch. But if I want to take the top off of a defense, I'm going to throw the ball to Tulu Griffin. I think Griffin gets the big game this week. And I also I think maybe in special teams he can make a play as well. So Tulu Griffin is a guy I, I'm, I'm going to put in for six or seven catches, but one big play in there, one 50, 60-yard play that really helps the, the MSU cause. So I'm going to go with Tulu. What about defensively for you, Robbie? You're going to will Tulu to, the, to this playmaker. I feel like you've had him every week. I, I had Rara last week, but I'm just saying okay. – I we, we, we already know that they're listening to the podcast because they kicked the ball out of the end zone last week. Now maybe they picked this one up. Then they painted the end zones. They did. I'm just telling you. <clears throat> um, so the defensive side of the ball, my, my playmaker is going to be Jackie Matthews. I think that you're going to – last week he was flying around. I thought he was all over the place last week. Mm-hmm. And you're starting – he was injured, in, I think, in the first half against Memphis. Mm-hmm. And – 
I think he would have had a much bigger game had that not happened. I think he would have been a presence. I, I think people are going to start talking about Jackie Matthews after this game. Um, has some tremendous athleticism, a guy that that's, I think is going to be a difference for Mississippi State in this game. If they are able to stop Jaden Daniels, I think he's going to be the guy that's going to be kind of at the forefront of that. So he's my playmaker on the defensive side of the ball. We're on the same kind of page in that obviously stopping Jaden Daniels is the key for Mississippi State. I'm going to go with a Louisiana guy who should be rushing the passer all night, and that's Tyrus Wheat. I expect him to get after Daniels. Daniels wants to run the football. I expect him to have to run. He's going to have to run around Tyrus Wheat to do it. So if we can make some plays, he was getting a lot of love last week on the broadcast. Uh, Petros Papadakis was like, this guy at his size is an incredible athlete. And he's right. He, he really is. So this could be a sort of a coming out party for him in front of uh, his home state. I like Tyrus Wheat to be my defensive playmaker. Who is the X factor? I was going to go with Tyrus for my X factor. I think okay. he's going to have a, have a game-changing play in this game. I, there's a reason that Brian Kelly singled him out this week as a guy that is one to watch for them. They, they're having to prepare for him. And you look at the stats, five tackles last week, and you say, eh, that's not that impressive. But until you actually watch him on film and watch the things that he does that kind of opens up plays for other people, you know, a perfect example is that batted down pass that turned into an interception. Does stuff like that, chases quarterback quarterbacks out of the pocket, forces incompletions. I think he's going to come up with a pick. He's going to come up with a, a strip sack or something in this game to change things for Mississippi State. I so want to do Ben Raybon, but I just don't know. I don't know about that. I feel like I should. You, you just can't put your faith in the kickers yet. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that another week. Plus, uh, I think sure. you had I think you had Massimo like two weeks in a row. Yeah, and it just did didn't work. Uh, That's I'm scared you're gonna I'm scared you're gonna jinx him. I, I feel like you need your veterans to show up. We talked about that earlier in the show. You need a veteran to show up. Jaden Wally has had a quiet start to this season. So let's see if they can't get him going. Again, I think there's going to be some big plays. Jaden Wally is a guy who can make big plays. He's a guy who can run after the catch, but he's also a guy who can get behind the defense. The defense. Let's see if Rodgers can find him for one of those big plays, and maybe that's the uh, maybe that end up being a difference maker uh, for the Bulldogs. That being said, Robbie, it's prediction time. What do you got? Brian, I just think this Mississippi State team is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, been, I've been trying all week to be negative in my own mind, to tell tell myself that Mississippi State's not going to go win this game. Mm-hmm. But I just feel there's something in me that says Mississippi State is, is a really good team. They're going to win this game. So I'm going to go with State. I think they're going to win this game 27-23. Uh, to 27-23 Mississippi State. So you have changed your prediction from uh, our preseason. Yes. I have not. Both because LSU is worse than I thought, Mississippi mm-hmm. State is better. I have not changed my prediction. And and maybe it's just a personal thing. Maybe Because it, it, I agree. I think State is, is good. And I don't know how good LSU is. But I have seen this movie so many times that a, a, a better MSU team has gone to Baton Rouge and, and just could not find a way to win. So, I mean, how many yeah. times have you seen that? Okay, 2000, 98. Uh, 94. So we're having to go back 90, We're having to go back 20, 20 years. Uh, I thought that the, I thought state was better than LSU in, um, 
in 18, I thought that – no, I did. I did going They're, into the game. I thought they were better. Uh, State's offense was terrible. It was though. terrible, but so was LSU. State only gave up 16 points, and one of them was on a three-yard drive. So three-yard drive is the only touchdown they gave up. I know, and scored zero points on offense. Or three or whatever it was. Three. Uh, I'm sorry. That, sorry. I'm just saying it's it's happened. I've seen the, I've seen it happen so many times that I, I just I personally I have trouble buying into it. I feel like state will make a mistake and it's going to cost them. I'm going to say LSU wins this one. Uh, 28. No, that's not enough points. 31. 28. Close game. I'm going to give it to the Tigers. Okay. I'll I just I, I don't I don't think I I don't think that it's happened a lot. Mm-hmm. That I I don't know how many times I've ever picked Mississippi State to beat LSU at LSU. Well, I'm just um, I mean I just gave you a bunch of examples. I mean the '98 team won the SEC West. They lost in Tiger Stadium to a three and nine LSU team, forty-one to six. Yeah, but you're saying it. You said you gave me a bunch of examples. You had to go back twenty years. Well, I mean they only play each other examples. every other year. There, I can't do it every season. I mean, what are we talking about? Ten games since then. I got it as as recently as 2018, but and I disagreed with that. But well, that's I mean, okay. I, we both have our own picks. Yeah, just be all right. I will say this: if State wins this game, <clears throat> I'm full on board the Sunshine Mobile the rest of the way. <laughs> I will. I will be pumping until the sunshine their next, and rainbow. until their next loss, and then they're no, you're no, back. Because I mean, if they win this game, they're gonna. I know they're gonna be all right. If they lose, you know, we still got some work to do. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, guys. Uh, we will have the podcast up uh, Sunday, a little much earlier than we did last week. I promise you that. And uh, we'll uh, talk about whatever happens in Baton Rouge and get ready for another week of Mississippi State football. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.